2: Only via app of participating restaurants, 18+. plus Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com
3: Thanks for downloading this podcast from Lovesport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Lovesport Radio on Twitter.
0: Hello and welcome to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow and Stamford Chidge and Clayton Bierman of the Chelsea Fancast. And gents, lots to get our teeth into. That frustrating Ruben Loftus-Cheek injury news. Should the team even be playing friendlies this early in a pre-season? And Sarri's mysterious silence before but before we come on to that, if you're just joining us, a quick update from the League One playoff semi-finals because it's Charlton 1, Doncaster 1 on the night at the Valley. Christian Bielik gave the Addicts the lead after just two minutes. But Doncaster's captain, Rowe, equalised 11 minutes in with an absolute belter into the bottom corner. Updates throughout the game as we get it. Lyle Taylor looks really, really up for it as he has been all season. Incredible goal scoring form and gents you caught the goal who do you see making it to Wembley to take on Sunderland definitely
2: definitely Doncaster
0: do you really (laughs) think so Charlton 3-2 up on aggregate of course playing fantastic football (laughs) I I don't know I've got no idea
2: but I have to say it would fit the pattern wouldn't it because I mean all week you know even last week with the European ties you know and it's really interesting isn't it I've had conversations with people all week who were saying Oh, you know that uh, Liverpool match when they were in Barcelona on the new camp, and when Dembélé missed that absolute sitter, and Messi was doing his nut, and it would have been four nil, and he was, and then basically Liverpool come and beat them four nil. So you're expecting a comeback. So everybody's been doing it. Spurs did it. Uh, Derby did it. Amazingly, didn't they? So it it wouldn't surprise me. But uh, you know, and of course Charlton, we were here. I I, was probably, I think I might have even been in the studio with you. But, uh, you know, Doncaster scored pretty much a last-minute goal, didn't they? And they were 2-0 down.
0: And of course, it keeps them in the tie, doesn't it? Yeah, it was a really frustrating time for Charlton to concede. Of course, a wonderful subplot to all of this is Josh Parker, who we can see there. Is that a love train I can see uh,
2: there for a corner? It is a train. It's a love train, the Glen Hoddle love train. It's a very
0: inventive little set piece. And Parker, leading that particular love train, was signed on loan under a cloud from Gillingham in January. It was all a bit nasty because Carlin Grant, the star man, was was sold, I should say, to Huddersfield, and the Charlton fans were promised by the chairman, Roland de Châtelet, that if he was sold, that money would be available and they'd sign a new star striker. They didn't. Instead, they got Parker, a sort of pseudo-winger who doesn't score a lot of goals, honour-free from Gillingham. He hasn't done the business, but he ran his socks off in that first leg. The fans were singing his name, and if he is the man to score the goal to take them to Wembley, it will be quite some story. Now,
2: here's a question for you to test your knowledge, Johnny B. Um... It's uh, it's because Michael Grade's a big
0: uh, Charlton fan, isn't he? Mm-hmm. You remember that? Mm-hmm. He's Just got, about. He's got a bit of money. Why doesn't he take it over, Charlton Football Club? Yeah. Well, the difficulty isn't that the Châtelet doesn't want to sell. All he right. does. The difficulty at the moment is that the Châtelet's valuation of the club, which by the way will go up should yeah. they win tonight, let alone at Wembley, is unrealistic. He it, wants about seventy million quid, and yeah. in practice, a League One club just never going to go for that. But it's also been a week of action for Chelsea. I've
2: got got a gag. I've got a Michael Gray gag. Let's have a gag. Well, if he took over Charlton, bought Charlton out and ran it, they could call it Charlton (laughs) 4.
0: Very good. Gives them
2: an advantage, doesn't it, in every match? It always
0: does. 4-0 up is a lovely way to start. We'll have updates from Charlton versus Doncaster.
2: Who do you think is going to do it, Johnny? Oh, Charlton.
0: Absolutely. Lyle Taylor scored in the first leg. He's in incredible form. Scored Constantly towards the back end of the season. Looking lively tonight. Powerful in the challenge as well, as our producer was pointing out. He's absolutely clattering people. Arebo and Belek. Bl- so, is bl- so, that so wearing solid. a hat? No so that is Lyle that's Taylor Lyle with the Taylor. bleach blonde hair. That's mental. Uh, he's absolutely fantastic and he could actually be playing at a mm. higher level next season whether with Charlton or mm. not. You forget you forget what a great stadium the Valley is, don't you, Charlton? Did you ever you, you,
3: have you been to the Valley? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I was I was just basically saying it's it's one of those stadiums it's a proper stadium, is isn't it? um as a Londoner it's it's quicker to get back from the Midlands and it's <laughs> so that's true. Yeah. We we played uh, I remember many years ago we played Crystal Palace away one week and Leicester away the following following week mm. and I got back yeah. home earlier from Leicester than I did yeah, from Crystal Palace Mental, isn't it? but no Proper it's a, it's a, though, it's a great it? it's a great stadium um and as much as I love music I never saw the who play there no, I wish I had <laughs> yeah yep. it's there a
0: fantastic go. club fantastic team updates throughout the show as things stand on the night Charlton one Doncaster one Charlton three Doncaster two on aggregate Big big game. Who will face Sunderland in that final? Talk of big moments. There's been a big injury for <gasps> Chelsea da, da, in the da. tiniest of tiny games.
2: Well, I think it's. Uh, I mean, I didn't. I didn't stay up uh, late to uh, watch it on the. You didn't start one o'clock no. in the morning to plastic... to watch an hour and a half of no. absolutely meaningless garbage. Johnny, come lately, mate. You go, are I didn't, very. I didn't. What, very what much do they call so. the at the fifth stand or something?
3: I've got no idea. I don't know. It's on I my phone. Know. Yes. No, yes, I yes. didn't I
2: didn't stay up to watch it. Um but uh, you know the old septics got themselves very excited about it as you expect, you know. I kind of I've had this discussion with we've got very uh, many American uh, friends as you, as you know Johnny a lot of them phone up here. And I've had many discussions with them over the years you know about when when Chelsea go over and uh, you know play in the states. And I, I've actually been to see Chelsea play in the states in one of these kind of summer tour things. I went to the Rose Bowl in Pasadena and we played Inter Milan. And it's great fun. I mean, it's a a completely different place to watch football. See, I now know the secret as to why football, or soccer, as they like to call it in uh, America, uh, has never really taken root. It's because their pubs are too far away from the ground, mate. (laughs) <laughs> when, I, when I went to the Rose Bowl, the nearest pub was a forty-five minute. Lucky Bullbuns, Bullbuns was forty-five minute walk away. And I said to them, "Then I said, how on earth do you expect football to succeed here when your boozers take nearly an hour to get to?" I said, it, "The the concept is all wrong." Of course, they do tailgating. Yeah, but they,
3: they do. Yeah, I was going to say they do tailgating. Not the which, same thing, mate. It's not the same thing, but it is very enjoyable. I have to say. So somebody, it, what is sampled. tailgating? So basically, most American stadia that I've been to uh, are in the middle of nowhere mm. but have a huge expanse of land, car parks, etc. It's like going to Bolton, isn't it? it <laughs> nothing's like going to Bolton. Bolton true enough. Um, and, and, and basically, booze and food is served out of the back of a car or a truck. It's a bit like, I don't know if you've ever been to Twickenham. Yeah. You know, and people park yeah. in the Harlequin's car yeah. park or the Twickenham's yeah. car park. But there's less wicker baskets in America. That's certainly less barbers certainly less barbers. And, and no flat caps and no flat caps. um <laughs> uh, but it's a very enjoyable uh experience unfortunately um unlike the football unfortunately we we basically had to endure that mm. should we have gone though no of course not but well, it was for a very no, good, good yes, cause no right we close we, to sh- Roman we should have gone it it was a f- a phenomenally good cause it's it's all about education etc the thing that I that gets lost in all of this is that not only was it an opportune moment for us because we got a cup final in two mm. weeks' time, but as far as I understand that the American season hasn't finished. And it was sort of in, in the middle of the the, the American season. Now nuts, I understand that the New England Revolution are not doing very well. Mm. Um but they are still in a league season. So if we would have said You know that friendly that we've got? Well, we're in a cup final. Is it possible to bump it along a couple of weeks? It could Um, have been done. It could have been done. But, you know, we don't know whether people had booked flights. Uh, I'm sure that, that people had booked flights to go over there from England. And so... There may have been complaints by people saying, well, I've booked my flight, it's but now what, been but, moved. What, why
2: would anybody, from, apart from because it's a good jolly, and I get that. Well, it's but, a good jolly. But this is what I said to the American people that I know. And they, I know they get really, really excited when Chelsea come well, over to their manor. Because, well, of course they of do. Of course they do, because it's really exciting to see the team that they love in their manor. But they all know that the football's rubbish. That is, it's meaningless football.
0: Well, beyond the excellent cause, there is of course another more cynical reason for Chelsea being there. They've already shown with the signing of Christian Pulisic that yeah, they're no, this quite...
2: was re- no, this was predominantly for Roman's uh, anti-Semitism cause. No, I'm sure, absolutely. not just for the money,
0: but there is a financial aspect. But I, yeah, I, because no, they get to, well, to, well, to well, build, well, the, build the brand yes, out. Yes, there, there is,
3: but I don't actually think that that's why we did it. Yeah. I know, no, that, no i sure. I, know, I know that everybody is basically yeah, saying it, yeah. it's all about selling shirts and all the rest of it. I really. I I genuinely don't believe that because it was Roman's cause. Roman has never, ever asked us to do anything of that ilk before it was, it was his baby Mm. and he wanted to do it. And it's just very, very unfortunate. It's more than unfortunate because obviously the
2: pitch was a disgrace, wasn't
3: it? It was, but you know, the whole thing with RLC, it, it, it could have happened in training. Yeah, exactly. It could have happened anywhere. I actually feel quite sorry for the club in this particular. I know I, the club have been slaughtered on social I'm media. And sorry, and well, it's not, not his fault. No, but I'd like to find anything that I could possibly blame Sarri for. Yeah, But, I don't but th- either, even I can't I don't blame think, him I don't for that. I don't think you can blame him for this. No, you know, of course he was, not. He
2: was told to play a full-strength squad. Of course he was. He so was completely he told to do he, that. He brought Ruben Loftus-Cheek on only for, the I think it was the last 20-odd minutes or so. Yeah. And as you said, that, you know, that... It, you know that that was a non-contact injury, and Achilles yeah. going can happen at any time. Remember when Callum Hudson-Odoi did his? Yeah, nobody, nobody near, him, near him, him at all. Nobody so that could have gone at any time in training or, or anything. Do you so, think?
3: I, I, do you think? I mean, basically, I cannot remember the last time we have had a, an Achilles injury, and yet we've had two in a month. Well, exactly. Do you? Uh, is there anything? Do you think that we can attribute to? Training.
2: Well, I don't know, but uh, I have a suspicion we're going to talk about but that. But, you know, we,
3: we, we have this this wonderful phrase coined by Tony Glover, the Yes. of our club.
2: That's
3: a good point. And Arsenal used to suffer one injury after the other. And people used to say, is it down to the training regime? And here we are, you know, season into Sarri's wonderful reign at the club, and we've just had these two injuries. I don't know, is it coincidence or just unfortunate?
0: Whether or not it is unfortunate, is there a frustration there that this happened in a friendly? Or is it just oh, bad of course, luck?
2: Of course it's there not, is. Yeah. But because, it, you know, we we didn't need or have to play that match per se. But I, I will go back to it. The reality is that injury could have happened at any time. In training, in a, in a normal match, whatever. It's just a very unlucky coincidence that... You know that that it, that it happened. It's tragic for him. I it mean, really exactly.
3: Is. I I think the one thing that you have to stand back, whether it's the club's fault, whether it's the pitch's fault, or this, that, and the other. This is a young man who's just broken into the side. It's his first major European
0: final, and he's going to miss it. And well, not, not only
2: that, he's going to be out for. You know, he could be out till halfway through next season. I know.
0: And even yeah. then, there's the angle of when he does come Will back. Be, how yeah. long does it take him to get yep. back yep. up to that kind of he's speed? Older than yeah, because right, because just, he's a big lad, <clears throat>
3: yeah, you know, and and sort of obviously the Callum issue is the speed whether he'll ever yeah get his speed back. Quick feet, exactly. That might go. Um, I mean, maybe with Ruben because Ruben relies more on his strength, it won't affect him as much. But even so, it's it's a sort of imponderable. But I,
2: I just it's just. I mean, you know this. This uh, I think this will probably come through more in, you know, the few shows that we do (coughs) at the conclusion of the season. But it's just it's just typical of of this season. It's uh, you know uh, somebody asked me who's not a great football supporter but knows I love Chelsea. Oh, you know how how's the season been? It's all finished, you know, and you know you've done all right. I said it's been the worst season I can remember for years. Yeah, and then what? But it's not just about what's happened on. It's things like this, you know, Callum. We were so excited about him breaking through. So excited about Ruben loftus finally looking like the player we always thought he could be, looking like he belongs in that team. And then you lose them both to what could be career-changing injuries. It's just Mm. awful. I hate it.
0: I think even a neutral, and certainly any fan of English football, will be gutted by both of these injuries, both for the players, because actually it's been a hard road for both of them to break into this team. And we know how hard it is for young English guys to get into that Chelsea team anyway. And also they are looking like serious players on an international level as well. So we can only hope that they're back to full speed very, very soon. More on those injuries in just a moment. But first, a quick update for you from Charlton versus Doncaster. It's still 1-1 on the night at the Valley. Charlton, of course, leading 3-2 on aggregate. But just a few signs of some wobbles for Charlton, giving the ball away in midfield in a way that we don't normally expect a bow side to do. And also... Just Doncaster looking a little more incisive than we expected. Last night, it was the Charlton Fan Show from 9 until 10. And we had Liam Hoden, who's the deputy sports editor of the Doncaster Free Press. And even he seemed confident that Charlton were going to blow Doncaster away. Early signs that that might not be the case. Updates for you throughout the game. And coming up, Clayton, that big question. They've both done the same injury. Is it a coincidence? This is Love Sport. You're listening to the Chelsea fan show here on Love Sport Radio with me, Johnny Burrow and Stamford Chidge and Clayton Bierman of the Chelsea Fancast. In a week, where we've got the frustrating news that both Ruben Loftus Cheek and Cud's Callum Hudson Odoi have, do- have done their <laughs> Achilles. And that's not where the injury list ends for Chelsea. No. Rudiger has done his knee. Ethan Ampadu has hurt his ankle. And Kante has done his hamstring. Why so many injuries? Well, Why all at the same time? It's a good...
2: You, would you like... Well, before you do... All right, cause I, I want to like let you do this first. Because I've got that another Charlton gag. Because I know you want to talk about Charlton lots tonight. You said that they're looking a bit wobbly. They are. If that's the case, maybe they are Charlton and the wobblies. <laughs> We'll move on. Clayton, okay. please sorry, move us Sorry, on. can you explain that to me? Do you ever remember that animated program, Chawton and the Wheelies? No. From Oop North? No. You had a sheltered life, Clayton. It's all I Very can say. much so. You have? Very much so. Okay. Yeah. One for the teenagers, mate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps not uh, enough uh, sheltering from Sari for his players. Not though. enough sheltering from me, of that's for sure.
3: But it's quite interesting because they've all happened in the last month, six weeks. We, I mean, we've been quite lucky, I would say, over the last... We have decade yeah, or so definitely. in terms of having long term injuries. But insurance.
2: has it been luck? No. You know, just good I, medical care. As,
3: as, as I've said previously, I, I'm happy to hit Sari over the head with any stick I can find to beat him with uh, because I've now got an ir- ir- irrational um, want to beat him with a stick. But I don't know. I mean, it is quite interesting. I mean, Kante has been sort of like a metronome for Leicester and then for us,
2: and he's never had an injury, and he's now had what two this season? But I think I think it's a very. I, I did try and follow a few threads on Twitter, not threads, but threads on Twitter today. I don't follow anybody called. But Fred. Uh, like Seb C, who I, I I'm massively in love with, as no, you yeah, know. Fantastic does must try and get him on the fan cast yeah, very he's, much. He's so. got his UA for A's now. He, yeah. he the he's brilliant. And he, he is. Yeah. But um, there was a lot of chat going around about, you know, has the style of play, has the management contributed to the, you know, huge, seemingly huge amount of injuries that we've got, which is highly unusual for Chelsea if recent history is to, 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 to judge. Um, and of course, you know, Arsenal, we all used to laugh at, used to pick up lots of injuries every year. And that was definitely, I think, if I recall, put down to... the way that they trained and certainly the pitch, wasn't it? I think what yeah. to do with at, training pitch. At Arsenal,
0: that spot on, it wasn't so much Wenger's methods, no, it no, was no. a suggestion that the pitches themselves were yeah. hard and that perhaps the players were using the wrong kind of stud. So when someone would Did go they all work to, for British Rail? <laughs> quite possibly. But I think there was an issue, particularly with Wilshire, and of course in that ill fated He had the wrong kind of ankles to be fair. Well he also had the wrong kind of attitude to challenging <laughs> for meow. a player. No, genuinely, not not in terms of attitude as a player, but if <laughs> he, you're a player he, with he, frat- could,
3: ankles.
0: He couldn't tackle. He couldn't tackle. You're spot on. He would and fly it, in yeah. ankle first always, at pace. Always yeah. good, point. good point. That's a different show. But I think Jack Wilshire was a problem in and of himself. Yeah. But Arsenal's broader concerns, as you say, about a question of firm pitches, mm. really. There are managers currently operating who we hear work their players so hard that they right. either get injured or knackered. One, of course, is Marcello Bielsa at Leeds. Yep. And, of course, his side <clears> did finally drop off this out, They season. ran out of steam, didn't yeah. they? Normally, yeah. traditionally, they're yep. thought of doing tra- that Frankfurt. around Christmas. Frankfurt, another good example. Yep. Another, of course, is a certain Mr. Mauricio Pochettino, yep. who's just about negotiated his threadbare squad this season. Is there any suggestion? Well, I I think there might be. Sorry to pre-empt your question. I think this is what we're getting to, because, you know, Sarri
2: has uh, basically, on Pep Guardiola's advice, of course, and Bielsa's, only used a squad of 14 players, essentially. He picks the same players. He doesn't rotate enough. Um, And, of course, then you've got a very different style of uh, game that we're playing at the moment, which is, you know, encouraging them all to press a lot, which takes a lot of energy out of them and, and a lot more yards covered. And then, of course, you've also got players like Kante, um, who, in spite of what everybody says about him playing on the right and playing in a different role, his instinct is to do what he's best at, which is to recover the ball when we lose it. So he's doing even more yards. So I wonder... I mean, the reality is, actually, if you look at that list that we've got, I mean, to be really fair about this, Clayton... um, I don't don't want to be Well, I I think... I'm happy to, to, to be the fair person here. Okay. You know, Loftus Cheek and Hudson Odoi doing their Achilles is just unlucky. I think that's it's not I, it's not stress I, injury. I couldn't agree more with you. That's got nothing. You know, I it's
3: got knee, to do with training. He's got, he's got, he's got previous his previous got because when we we, we were going to buy him and he did his knee, didn't he? And then yeah. we postponed it, and then we we bought him the next exactly. season.
2: Ampadu. Uh, bust his ankle, I think, through a challenge, wasn't it? I thought he's, I thought he's got a bad back. Uh, no, that's that's Loftus' cheek, isn't it? No, I think Ampadu's right. got a bad okay, back. Okay, I'm not sure about Ampadu, but my hunch is that that's not a stress or a Sarri-related injury. The only one I think that you can really pin on Sarri is Cante, and he pretty much admitted that himself. I shouldn't have played him that match. He said he was tired, and that's what happened. He pinged his hamstring. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's hard to pin all this on Sarri, but th- I, I think they're remains a suspicion that if you fatigue your players to the extent that he does because of his methods then perhaps you are more more at risk although i don't actually think the
0: evidence proves that no it's it's a difficult one isn't it because as a fan of a club you want your manager to be working the players hard you want the training to be rigorous the preparation to be complete but then where is the line where it's being overdone? Where is the line where actually a manager is working them too hard? Well,
3: it, it uh, it's quite interesting actually because I think in Sarah's defence, and uh, it's hard for me to say that. It, we, Clayton we, is actually looking visibly sick. At this, we, at this point. we we have basic. I I think our quotes success. I'm I'm doing the uh, the quote marks uh, this season um, has been a lot to do with the fact that we've rotated between. Our league side and our Europa League side, and I think that perhaps our limping into third place is more to do with the fact that we had a fresher squad than than the others. Interesting, because he actually he did. There was a, there was a marked change between the the, the league side
0: and the Europa League mm-hmm. side. And when we're looking at such fine margins at the top level of the game, yeah. of course, City beat Liverpool by just one point in that mm. race for the Premier League title. And Did they? Did they? I, they? I, I, thought, thought, I thought
2: Liverpool won it. Yeah, no, I thought really? that as well. I didn't know yeah. City won the title. No, I didn't Look, know, it's that. Me. Did you know that. Who knew not know We should know have that. mentioned it. It's almost yeah. as
0: if Chid, you and I discussed it at the I, time. I, I,
2: I have to say this. A certain rival uh, radio station who, who shall not be named, no. their headline, their headline story on the news the next day was that Liverpool had come second. Baffling. baffling. Not, not that City had come first and won the title, that Liverpool had come second. But that City... I should write to the ASA.
0: <laughs> but that City victory does tie in with these questions of depth, doesn't it? Because when you're dealing with such fine margins, actually an extra couple of players in reserve... Can make all the difference, and it's going to be fine margins tonight in the League One playoff semi final second leg by the looks of things between Charlton and Doncaster. Still 1 1 on the night at the Valley Charlton, of course, leading 3 2 on aggregate. Only it should be said, thanks to some absolutely imperious defending from Naby Sarr, who stopped a certain goal for Doncaster just a few moments ago. And we have to also take a moment to recognise the work of Lyle Taylor, who despite being the star striker, is chasing everything I would be terrified to be a centre-half playing against him not only does he run you down if he catches you he clatters you and talking of clatterings we have of course been touching on this Chelsea injury list in some depth the big question beyond whether they're coincidental or not is whether this hampers your chances in the Europa League final against Arsenal in Baku um obviously it hampers it I think not so much
3: hudson and Doyle. I mean we are are we assuming that Kante's going to be fit I mean the no. the, the
2: word is that he is going to be fit he might be um, but I mean hang on let's just assess this quickly with the three injuries that we know yep. might, okay uh, Loftus-Cheek's proved himself to be the most effective midfielder yep. going forward Mass- recently massive loss uh, massive loss so it's your best midfielder Yeah. Kante's one of our only only our two world-class players. Yeah. So, you know, that's huge. Yep. And Rudig has been our best defender all yep. season. So, if you, so
0: to ask you back the question, Johnny, do you think that that might hamper our chances in some small way? No, mm. definitely not. I think, I think you've got every chance. We will, of course, be touching later on the show whether you've got every chance of actually managing to physically well, exactly. get to Baku because exactly. it requires 93 trains or a 59-hour drive. But coming up, it's transfer madness. Here we come. This is Love Sport. You're listening to Johnny Burrow, Stamford Chidge and Clayton Bierman of the Chelsea Fancast here on Love Sport Radio for your Chelsea Fan Show. And transfer rumour mill season is well and truly underway. It opened yesterday, did you know that? The window? The window? Did you know that it opened yesterday? It's it's one of these things where in modern football, the window... Is becoming less and less relevant. They, the should it,
2: they should do. it like they used to on play play. Was it play school that kids Brian Cant that program on play school? TV. Yeah, the window. They should. They should have Jim White's. saying which window. Is which is window it is it today, children?
3: <laughs> but we we've lost. It's the Premier League window. We've, we've lost everybody
2: with that. I know. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Okay. I've got a question for you. Okay. To just bring it back to Charlton. Um, do they do they kind of play into the valley when they walk out because if they in don't they should the Well I'll tell valley. you what certainly a bit of here skids would help them I think.
0: Here on Love Sport Radio at the beginning of the yeah. Charlton fan yeah. show every Thursday yeah. 9 till 10 that riff and I sit and I yeah, let it you know? properly come in a great and band. then you get I saw them play last year they're a brilliant band
2: they're still going Yeah mate and they were they were on it they were Rich, super Richard Jobson, Richard Jobson Jobbo yeah. Yeah. Have you got another quiz Yeah I have Good then, You're very good, Clayton. You're Thank such you very a much. Professional, aren't you? <laughs> Makes up for me, really. Ress, um, we have. Sorry, a bit of a late one, and I know it's a short show tonight. But the wonderful Chad Meister has uh, has uh, would Which... me this: Who scored Chelsea's first ever European goal? And if you have, if you know the answer to that, tweet at Chelsea Fancast at Love Sport Radio, or even phone us on 0208 70 20 558 is, is
3: that the first European goal?
2: Shall ever? I read that again for the
3: no part no of no? But I'm who just, scored Chelsea's no, a first lot of ever th- European goal? No, I know, but a lot of people think that we 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 were formed
0: in 2003.
2: Yes, but not the kind of people that listen to this show,
3: Clayton. Okay, fair no. enough.
0: Indeed, a higher class of Indeed. listener. Talking of of course that transfer window, one man who the rumour are going to circle around whatever happens is Aiden Hazard. Mm. What's happening? Well, is going, he staying? He? Gone?
2: Is it, I mean, his post because uh, we. You see, the thing is, you know, even if it had been a two-hour show tonight, I think none of us would have talked about the Leicester game because it was so absolutely awful. Um But his statement after the uh, match, I mean, we were lucky we had Liam on the uh, the Monday night show, and he was in the mix zone when when Hazard came over to them. So I think that he's made it pretty clear that he's off. So mm. I think we can wave bye-bye to that one. <laughs> Um, which is really uh, very sad but understandable, I think.
0: Yeah, I think it is understandable, and as you've mentioned on this show yeah. before, Chidge. I think the nice thing about this is Hazard hasn't behaved badly. Nah. The fans haven't behaved badly. Nah. I think he's going to leave with his head held high and with respect from those fans, which is something we don't see enough of. Bad news, by the way, for Charlton oh, as really? well, because they've just had a massive penalty appeal turned down. Mm-hmm. It looked to me like there was a handball in the box from a Doncaster player. No VAR. No VAR in a League One playoff semi-final, unfortunately. But the referee having none. It is still one all on the night at the Valley Charlton three two up on aggregate. You know,
2: on that point I'm really delighted to see that in these playoff matches that they've all had to endure Premier League referees
0: so they know how awful it is for us. Yeah, and there have been some complaints, interestingly. they're awful, man. Well, well, some people are arguing as well, which I think is an interesting suggestion, that if you're a Premier League referee, you're not really used to refereeing games of football at this level as Lyle Taylor, the centre-forward, fills in at right-back and absolutely clatters someone again. He is really up for it. But you're not used to that. You don't see Sergio Aguero doing
3: that. No, they don't know the players. I mean, even... Well, they are all for the Premiership, uh, Premier League referees. But you don't know the players. You don't know somebody might get the benefit of the doubt because you've seen them play and you know that they're... He's quote, not that sort of player, mate. <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> His quote's not that sort of player. Um, so, yeah, no, it, it is unfair. It is unfair. And apart from anything else, the referee for, the, uh, for this game looks about... 12 years old so of course the biggest
2: problem for the referees will be that most of the players on the pitch speak english they probably not
0: used to that (laughs) bizarre
2: experience anyway hazard he's off mate
0: okay hazard's off there are other potentials on that list david luis has signed signed a new deal well that's very naughty because he's 32 and it's more than a a one-year extension so one rule for one and
2: another for others
0: are you frustrated by that as fans or are you individually willing to make an exception
2: well what happened to jt why didn't he get a two-year deal? What happened to Gary Cahill? You know, I mean, I think I think it sends out the wrong message. I really do. And I love Louise. Don't get me wrong. And I think he's worth his weight in gold to the club uh, for all sorts of other off-the-pitch reasons. But there is another side to that, and that he, he certainly got the he's a bit of an earworm to Abramovich for number one, and he is also at the heart of the Brazilian clique. So when things go a bit Pete Tong, the Brazilians tend to stick together, from what I hear. So and the other thing, of course, he's a bit of a bed blocker now because we've got, you know, other other youngsters coming through, you know, and, you know, will he will he retard their progress? Probably.
0: Do you think there's another element there? And I find that point, by the way, about the Brazilians sticking together mm. absolutely fascinating. I know him and Willian, big mates, own a restaurant together all of this. Oh, yeah, biggest. yeah, yeah. Is there another aspect, which is he is a ball-playing defender above all else? He's someone who's been used in midfield in the past by Chelsea. Do you think Sarri is looking yeah, at him maybe. and is willing to look past any potential defensive frailties because he's good in possession? How much
2: influence does he have over transfers? Well, like,
3: I think the thing is, it's a, it's a bit of a a double-edged sword because I'm going to use that horrible phrase, sari ball. I, somebody asked me the other, what is Sarri ball? And I still having watched us this season, I still got no idea, but my sort of rudimentary understanding of Sarri ball is it's quick passing. And David Louise brings the ball out of defense and he does it very, very well. And I don't actually think that there is a better ball playing center half in the Premier League although everybody's going to tell me that van dijk's better than that that uh but I think van dijk's a fantastic defender whereas david luiz is not a fantastic defender um i think he adds something um two year deal uh, i'm not i'm not sure i'd like to see more of christensen playing with rudiger to be perfectly honest um I think the one thing that we don't actually see as fans is the influence in the dressing room. Um, perfect example of that is is Quetta. People say, should he be captain? He's not vocal enough. I think he's got so many qualities and I think they're qualities that we don't see. I think the other players respect him. Going a little bit off-piste. Um, and... That's Dean, a good point that Dean, Dean makes Dean there. Mears uh, has said Louis spent a lot of time with Reese James in America. He is a father figure, and I I think you do need
2: players like that in the club, and I think you need a mix. So, yeah. I mean, I think Dean's point kind of taps into what I'm saying, although I was a bit reactionary, surprise, surprise. But there is a point. We, we, you can't, we can't have it both ways. And I, you and I have sat on shows before saying... Chelsea just have no understanding about how to get the best out of some youth. of the older yeah. the older players and use their experience get them to, you know, uh, kind of train up the youth, as it were. You know, and I think that's what Dean's saying. He's saying that, that Louis is doing a good job with that. So, you know, maybe I'm a bit churlish saying. But
3: I, but I, I do, I, I think that goes back to the point as we, as fans, do not know what people add. You know, you will go and you'll watch a season of football and you'll see somebody on there and think, why is he in the team? Why is he basically playing ahead of such and such who's infinitely more talented? But what they do in the dressing room and how they galvanize their teammates is is something that we can't exactly. see. The exactly. difference that
0: people make as people. We know that David yeah. Luis is staying for at least one year, probably, yep. the duration of that contract. Who else is off? Are we looking at Olivier Giroud perhaps making an exit? <laughs> yeah,
2: Pedro, William. I mean there are a lot we I mean we've got a lot of you know, players that are ageing. Now, without going against what I've just said and what Dean was saying, you know, if Luiz has got a two-year deal, I wonder what will apply to... The thing is, the big elephant in the room, Johnny, is whether we're going to have this transfer ban or not because, of course, the transfer ban changes everything. And it's everything. currently,
0: of course, at the Court of Arbitration yeah. for Sport. If they follow the precedent that they set with various Spanish clubs it could be suspended so you'll be able well, to sign players this summer then banned yeah. in january and next summer
2: but that's if chelsea appeal it to cass and there seems to be some confusion as yeah, to whether I they read have that or not earlier. They, they, i yeah. think
3: they have but they have i don't well, really I, you understand can't it both
2: the other thing i read today is that cass have never return, overturned a fifa judgment like this so you know i don't know i think i think the jury is out literally but you know i think it's 50-50 it really is so we but until we know for certain then all of this is just hypothesis. But mm. we've been hearing all sorts of nutty stuff already. So apparently Sarri wants to sign Kovacic and we would be able to and, have Kovacic... And I'm getting there, yeah. <laughs> but we'd be able to have Kovacic even if we did have a transfer Because ban. of the clause already in a and, loan and contract. That, I mean, he is pony. Let's, let's not beat around the bush here. And and Sarri apparently wants Higuain. You know, I could do a better job than Higuain and I'm not even as fat I'm, as am
3: I'm going to basically... Um, disagree with you on you Kovacic like,
2: you think you like Kovacic do you
3: I don't think he's pony I think the, the problem with Kovacic oh Jolten
2: have scored nope that's a replay oh, we're in oh, half time okay. <laughs> how do they do that quick, quick goal why don't, why don't they have half time on there
3: it's,
0: it's a miracle they they've that. scored a carbon copy you know, of the when goal I, when goal. I was
2: a young boy they used to have an R up in the top <laughs> left of the screen no, so you would know it wasn't live it's wonderful stuff that it's was a professional from Sky Sports though. I'm going to write letters and complain that was a replay making me look like a mug Christian
0: Second-minute goal There's for Charlton. Powell, one of the nicest people in football. And, of course, former Charlton yep. man through and through. It's 1-0 anyway, on the talk night. Talk
2: about Chelsea to relieve my embarrassment. Just okay, quickly, 1-0 so I... on the
0: night. Charlton, Doncaster. <laughs> Charlton, 3-2 up on aggregate. No goals in half-time right. Don as Doncaster yet. equalised now. So it's okay. um,
3: I like Kovacic. I think Kovacic suffers from playing... Is he in suffering the... with or without the ball? No, I think he suffers from playing with Jorginho because I think when those two play in the midfield at the same time yeah. they it's, it, there's no point no they can't there's absolutely out, no yeah. point so I think when Kovacic is playing without Jorginho I think he's a very good footballer he's a really classy footballer and I I, I do But if he's
2: a makeway in a in a deal for Hazard I'm just going to do <laughs> do my nut mate Well, he will be can't we have a decent a better player than him well isco
3: but, it, but, I mean, if there's a transfer ban, we can't do anything about Well, this about is the that. thing.
0: If, if you were banned, I can't see how officially Kovacic could be a make because the only terms under which you'd be allowed to sign him is the fact that there's a clause written into the loan contract to make yeah, it permanent. Yep. So you would have to presumably pay that fee and then they'd have to pay an added amount for Hazard. It all gets very, I, very I would have to
3: say that, like many Chelsea fans, a transfer ban doesn't scare me. No, I'd be delighted. In, in terms of mm. how we would have to integrate the youth. What scares me is I'm not 100% sure that Sari is a person who can yeah, actually that. do that. But the one, I contradict myself again, the one thing about the transfer ban that does scare me is is signing a forward. Because I think we are. But if we lose Hazard, scuppered, and we, can't, we can't sign anybody scuppered. to replace him, that's just going to. Well, Pulisic, you've got coming in.
2: He's not a replacement for
3: Hazard. I know he's not, but he is. He is somebody who is talented and.
2: He's not, not a replacement a... for Hazard, man.
3: Hazard is irreplaceable.
2: Yeah, but I mean, the thing you've got to replace if you lose Hazard is the goals he scores. Yeah. So mm. get a striker, and we can't do that. And the other thing about the transfer, sorry, Johnny, finally. Is that what the worst thing that could happen is they don't sell any of these old players and they continue to play them and they don't bring any of the youth through? Yeah.
0: Whereas actually, if a Tammy Abraham or Reece James, as you were suggesting, Clayton could come through and integrate, that would be the proverbial silver lining. Of course, Hazard does have one more game to play at least in a Chelsea shirt. He's going to play it in Baku, but how on earth is he going to get there?
2: This is Love Sport. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18+, plus. serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's match day problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash chelsea fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea
0: fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. It's the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. If you're just joining us, of course, we are giving you updates of Charlton Doncaster in that League One playoff semi-final second leg throughout the show on the night as things stand. It's Charlton 1, Doncaster 1, Charlton leading 3-2 on aggregate. So currently will be playing Sunderland in that League One playoff final at Wembley if it stays like this. And talking of finals, Chelsea have got one to look forward to. They're on the road to Baku, where they will be facing England. England? Arsenal. England? In an all... That was, <laughs> no, you'd probably I I, rather face Arsenal, actually. No,
2: well, I mean, I'd be touching go, actually.
0: Facing Arsenal in an all-English Europa League final. From the fans' point of view, yeah. this is a nightmare. Not only have there only been six thousand tickets given to each club but even if you're one of the lucky few who managed to get your grubby little fingers on one how are you getting to azerbaijan well uh, most of us aren't and i mean
2: i've i've been dealing with nothing else well i say me it's me and some brilliant members of the trust some chelsea sports trust like tim rolls in particular and chris rayburn and and cliff auger have just been dealing with this all week and it's an absolute disgrace uh, it really, And frankly, it just shows the contempt that UEFA have for football fans. Um, you know, they can bleat on all they like about the democracy of having uh, a, a, a tournament final in non, uh, you know, kind of central geographic locations. But the reality is we know why it's in Baku, because they've come up with enough cash to buy it, like they did the Grand Prix, well, allegedly. Well, yes. you know, but I'm that's, sure that that's is how denied it works. by the regime. Yeah, of course it is. Well, like their they're, like they're, okay, like unbelievably pompous statement this week, which uh, in response to many supporters' claims about, you know, why have we only got 6,000 allocation each? Well, that apparently is because... Uh, The the one airport in Baku, which no major European city flies directly to, can only handle 15,000 people a day. And they said, well, we want to take the responsible option by therefore limiting the allocation. The responsible option would have been not to have the blooming final in a place which you can't get
0: to and can't get as many people in and out of in time. I agree completely. And of course, another angle which they're going to be slightly more reticent to own up to on why there are so few tickets available for Chelsea and Arsenal fans is that of commercialism that of sponsorship and the fact that lots of sponsors Yeah but you'd normally Europa get about
2: 17,000 like they are in the European Cup final But even that So it's lower for, even by those standards
0: Even by those standards but it's interesting you should bring up the Champions League final because even that is being seen by Spurs and Liverpool fans as not enough On the Spurs fan show here last night we had guys from the Spurs supporters trust good on did you have on? Um, we had Martin, Martin and Kat
2: Oh Martin and Kat I know well They're, they're good one, people,
0: Wonderful yeah. people and they're actually calling for the major sponsors of the Champions League yeah. to give some of those sponsors tickets yeah. back to the fans. Now, no, I, I think it's unrealistic. Yeah, but, but
3: I, I also think it's quite naive because they are 100% correct. I, I heard Mark on the radio earlier Martin. in the day. Martin. Mm. I and, and he talked a lot of sense. But to be fair, when we were in Munich in 2012, it was exactly the same. Yeah. The, the, the difference is that... The final that they've got, the ticket allocation, it doesn't change and it hasn't changed for years. 100% you know, this year may actually be the tipping point because of what's happened with us and what's happened with them. But what's happened with them is the norm. It's not anything different. It shouldn't be, but it It, is. No, I'm not saying, I'm not condoning it. It's the same with the FA Cup final allocation. Every year clubs complain. What's happened? Nothing. (laughs) So I...
2: but you but know, you, I, well, no, we were talking about this in the pub yeah. before. We should mention this. Um, I don't want my wife and I was in okay, a pub. Okay, <laughs> we should. Men- we were in a, a well-known in We were in a well-known coffee shop brand earlier. Yes, and uh, this is what we discussed. We said, look, you know, when we went to Munich, um, we still got about I don't know twenty-five thousand, maybe more Chelsea supporters in there, even though we had an allocation of eighteen thousand. How? Well, they bought tickets somehow. For How? Presumably they bought them off UA for officials who were trying to make a quick buck, and that's Alleg- what happened. Allegedly. allegedly. Well, I tell you but, what, but, I can prove
3: the, it, but I'll no, still but, say No, but, but the point is, that what I'm going to say is the fact that where the, the the Champions League final is, you can get to Madrid from anywhere yeah. in Spain, yeah. from 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 France, from Italy, you can get to Madrid. It's not a problem. And they will do that. You know, and, and, and that... I understand their complaints, everything's wrong, it's been like that for years. Our thing is completely different. Well, it's, There's never been it's the local, a final yeah. in such a an play. obtuse place, somewhere so difficult for fans to get to. It, it's just absolutely ridiculous. The, the allocation of tickets, but I mean, how bizarre is the allocation of tickets is... 6,000 each and neither club sold out.
2: And I mean, you know, in a, in a sense that the allocation, the ticket allocation is a bit of a red herring. The real issue here is the amount of time it takes you to get there. So you have to take more time off work. Uh, it's it's how far it is, you know, which means it's going to be more expensive to get there. Um, and, and also many, many other reasons, not least the political situation. I mean, you know, Mkhitaryan can't play possibly because he's Armenian. If you, if I mean, I know that there are some Arsenal supporters who are dual nationality, uh, and they're not, they might not be given a visa. It's not even
0: dual nationality. I think it's if you're of Armenian descent, right, even. Okay. you're yeah. going to have a yeah. really tough yeah. time. All
2: right. So it's appalling. Their human rights record is appalling. They use sport flagrantly to try and, you know, cover up what an appalling regime they have. So they, you had, they, they sponsored. I can't remember what team it was now. But they're, you know, the Grand Prix is another example. You know, they should not be playing this final out there. It's completely wrong on every level.
0: And because it's so difficult to get there, we're hearing some rumours from Arsenal, certainly, that actually, even for all of those complaints about there only being 6,000 tickets for Arsenal fans, they're going to end up on general sale yeah. from the club. Yeah. Because it's going to cost you well over a grand yeah. to get there, see the game, well, eat Both your food.
2: Arsenal and Chelsea's, you know, they both have official travel partners. I don't know if Arsenal's is also Thomas Cook, but Chelsea's is. When we played Carabag in the Champions League a couple of years ago... A flight out there was about 350 quid. Thomas Cook are now charging nearly a grand, 997 quid. But we but, see but, this as well. So even the club's partners are profiteering and exploiting the supporters. But One one of the things that we I think we need to say is about the fact
3: that um, that Chelsea fans are not getting a huge amount of help from the club. Because um, the season ticket renewal was yeah. today. Yeah. So I've renewed my season ticket. We're both ticket. considerably poorer as a result, uh, aren't we? And I understand uh, that Spurs have actually yep. delayed their yep. season ticket renewal by two weeks or three weeks because the club appreciate that there is additional expense. Whereas, for some reason, our club hasn't.
2: Yeah, but we have done in the past. There's precedent we ha- for it. We I have think done we did in the past, Munich, didn't
3: we? And this year we haven't.
0: Maybe because they know so few people are going to go anyway.
2: Well, maybe that's what it is. So somewhat. finally,
0: guys, on this complexity, you two, of course, are both staunch Chelsea yeah. fans of decades yeah. of supporting experience. You love seeing your teams in a mm. final of any well, kind. Well, it would be
2: the match you would go to, even if you haven't done many of the others. You, you want go to go? No, no, of course, course not. not.
0: Did you consider it? No. no. Well, no, there we go. Not, not for
2: and I know hundreds of people who are more worthy than me and him, who have gone to like maybe 40, 50 matches this season, gone to every European away. They can't go, and they're gutted that they can't go because they can't afford it and they can't take the time off work. It's a disgrace. UEFA need shooing, mate. That's it's for sure.
0: Absolutely farcical in league. One. we're back underway in that playoff semi-final second leg, it's Charlton one, Doncaster one on the night in the Valley. We're coming into the second half now, Charlton of course leading three-two on aggregate as things stand. They'll be playing Sunderland in the final at Wembley. And there's been a change at half-time for Lee Bowyer, even though his side are already leading. He's gone for experience over youthful vigour. He's taken off young Albi Morgan. He's brought on veteran central midfield player Darren Prattley. Needs steady heads, steady minds and, of course, a little bit of grit on the pitch. It should see the addicts through updates for you throughout the show. This is... You're listening to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. And if we look at Chelsea's season purely on paper, it's been alright. Third in the league, Champions League qualification behind those two unassailable current greats of English football, Manchester City and Liverpool, in a Europa League final. Maurizio Sarri seems to be doing a very good job, but the fans aren't happy. And the big question... Guys, is does he stay Sarri in or Sarri out?
2: Well, there's a good question. There's a good question. Um, it's I I I'll try and be. I'm going to try. I mean, I know what Clayton's going to say, and I shall try and be more level-headed about it. <laughs> I think I think you know. Frankly, if you're if you were in a position to make this decision, I think the thing that you have to analyze and establish is not necessarily what's happened this season. I mean, on the, su- on, the, on the surface, we've done better. The reality is we've probably done just about as good as we did last season, where, bear in mind, we had a manager who chucked it in from January onwards. But I think the decision should rest on, do you think it will improve greatly next year? You know, will we get better? Will his methods work? Will his style of football work? Do you believe that? I don't, personally. But I think if the board think that, that it will improve... Then then he'll get another year, and I think it's really difficult for us because we've often been people who've moaned about Chelsea getting rid of managers after every eighteen months, saying you need a bit of continuity, they need to be given a bit more time, they need more support from the board so uh you know, to be saying sitting here saying, "I'll oh, get him out after any year seems a wee bit reactionary. Personally, I don't think he's the right man for us. Even though I can acknowledge that he's done all right, you know he's done what he asked them to do. He's got them in the top four, and we've got to a couple of finals. I think if he wins the Europa League, it would be hard to fire him. But Chelsea happily fire managers that have just won something, so they don't—they won't worry. There's
0: also this element of the transfer ban. If it does come in, do well, you stick for me. with the same guy with the same players and trust him to try and embed that philosophy? Because if you bring in someone new, it's not like they're going to be able to raid Europe and bring in their own personnel.
3: Uh, personally, I don't think so. I'm of the sort of Disney school of fantasy that I want to see Frank Lampard and Jody Morris come in on two levels. One, because... Frank Lampard gets the club and Jodie Morris has has been a Chelsea player, was a Chelsea player, um, youth player, managed the youth team, knows those kids. And to me, if we have to use those kids, I think Jodie Morris is probably the best person to have at the club to do that.
0: And of course, Gareth Southgate as England manager is quite a good example of what can happen if you've had someone who's been in charge of the kids take them on as seniors.
3: I mean... The the big kickback against my sort of Disney fantasy is the fact that um Frank Lampard's got no experience and he's only been in management a year. I, I don't care. I don't care. I know that a lot of people are worried that if it all goes horribly wrong You've spoilt it. That basically he gets sacked and it, the the whole thing. I don't get that. I don't I mean people are saying oh they'll start booing him when, when we start no, losing he'll do that he has got so much credit in the bank. Nobody will do that. And the fact is that Frank Lampard is a winner. He's been coached by winners. He's he's played under some of the best managers in the world. And as far as I'm concerned, it can only go one way with him.
2: I mean, the, the thing is, Johnny, is that uh, whatever one thinks, however what level-headed one is about how well Sarri may or may not have done this season, statistically or otherwise... The reality is it's felt like a horrible season and, and the atmosphere has been really awful in the stadium. A lot of the supporters aren't having him. And actually, the reality is, I think, from what I understand, is that the club are very aware of that. So even if they do think he's done a decent job, he, they, they may well get rid of him because they they don't want people to not be turning up to matches. And is Lampard the solution? Well, the, re- the reason that Lampard would be a solution, even though I accept that he's not experienced, although I don't think that's necessarily a problem, is that the lift he will give that place will be, if you you think Oli Gunnar Solskjaer lifted United, times it by 10 at
0: Chelsea, the effect that Lampard would have. Well, maybe that is the answer. If Chelsea need that lift, it's time for Super Frank. But before that, let's start driving. We've got to get to Baku. Love sport. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around.
2: You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well...